Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor. They're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're going to love them. So this podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on the vagus nerve and building vagal tone. And we know the vagus nerve travels from the brainstem and goes down into all of our major visceral organs, our heart, our lungs, our digestive system, plays a critical role in so many functions of our body. And so when your vagal tone is poor, you often end up with digestive problems, with mental and emotional issues. And you can also develop heart issues as well. And so establishing good vagal tone is so critical to overall health. So in this podcast, I'm going to show you the symptoms that you may be experiencing if you don't have healthy vagal tone and the best strategies to take, the root cause factors that would throw you, your vagal tone off balance and the best strategies to take to help bring balance back to your vagus and back to your vagal tone, which is going to help improve your digestion, 
your mood, your memory, your mindset, your ability to be emotionally balanced and stable. So you guys are going to get so much value out of this podcast. And if you wouldn't mind just taking a moment and leaving us a five-star review, your reviews help us reach more people and impact more lives. And also take a moment and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. That way you get notified whenever we put up a new podcast so you never miss these trainings. With that said, let's go into the show. Hey everybody, today I'm talking about how to improve vagal tone for better mental and emotional health. You see, your vagus nerve is your cranial nerve 10. So you have 12 cranial nerves that come out of the brain, and this is the 10th one. And vagus is actually Latin for wanderer, and that's because the vagus nerve actually travels from the brainstem down into the heart, the lungs, into the digestive system. It impacts almost every function in our body. And so we know it plays a big role with uh, reducing inflammation with an anti-inflammatory pathway. It plays a big role. It's basically like the break for the heart, helps decrease heart rate, helps improve vascular tone, increases digestive function. In fact, when we think about the vagus nerve, we think about resting and digesting as well as stimulating the healing process in the body. So we call the sympathetic nervous system fight or flight, and we think of the parasympathetic nervous system as the system that controls rest, digestion, and healing. And the vagus nerve is the, the main nerve. You know, it's basically uh, the main nerve of the parasympathetic nervous system, and so it plays a critical role in a lot of different functions in our body. Helps relax us, stimulate good digestive function, stimulates the production of digestive juices like stomach acid, bile, pancreatic enzymes. I talk a lot about how critical those those uh, digestive juices are in my podcast and video series. And so we really need to have good vagal tone in order to function well. And this is what it really means to have healthy vagal tone. It means you have a healthy pulse rate and blood pressure. It means that you have healthy blood sugar and body weight. It means that you're able to speak properly because the vagus plays a big role in your speech and the tone of your palate. So you're able to speak well, you're able to swallow well. There's a lot of people that have issues with gastroparesis or just really a lot of trouble swallowing and that's a sign they have poor vagal tone. It means you have good digestion, good bowel movements. You're not constipated. You don't have diarrhea, but instead you have good quality bowel movements. You're able to digest and absorb your nutrients. And then in general, you have a calm and peaceful mind and a positive mood. Those are all signs that you have good healthy vagal tone. And so we know that when your body, when you are in sympathetic or fight or flight, then you know, when you're, that's necessary for, for, you know, at times, like when you're exercising or, you know, if you're driving through traffic and you need momentary awareness in order to survive, it can be important. However, for the most part, we want to be in this parasympathetic state, which allows us to, again, rest, digest, relax, to grow, develop, and to heal. And the key is you can't be in growth and protection at the same time. So again, sympathetic is all about protection and survival, and that's very important. But when we're in that state, we're not going to be able to grow. We're not going to be able to rest and to heal. And so we want to spend a lot of time with this parasympathetic nervous system turned on. And that, again, that's the key player there is our vagal tone. So there are certain elements, and this is actually called the polyvagal 
theory of basically our, our stress response. And so we have the dorsal vagal uh, and we have the ventral vagal. Okay. And so the ventral vagal, which means basically kind of the front part of the vagus nerve, has a lot to do with joy, being in the present moment, um, really allowing our body to be at its peak state, okay? Be able to be compassionate, mindful, and to function really optimally. When we're under stress, we turn into fight or flight. That's that sympathetic nervous system. And sympathetic is, again, very, very key because, you know, if we're in danger, we either need to uh, run away, we need to protect ourselves, we need to fight, okay? And so, however, the problem is that when we're in that state, Okay, it can also cause a lot of issues with our mood, cause more fear, anxiety, worry, panic, frustration, irritation, anger, and rage. And then if we're in that state too long, we can actually get into uh, phase three, which is freeze or um, the dorsal, the, the back portion of the vagus nerve. And that's where we, in a sense, we freeze, we disassociate, we go numb. That's where depression really hits in, hopelessness. Um, a lot of shame. So we definitely don't want to be there. We want to spend a lot of time in this ventral vagal, this kind of social engagement uh, mode of communication where we're able to connect, we feel safe, we feel oriented to our environment. And so let's talk about the major causes of poor vagal tone. Well, the most common are chronic stress and poor sleep. Okay, we need to sleep well to heal well. We don't sleep well, we put our body into fight or flight. So that's very important. Also, early childhood traumatic experiences. Okay, there's actually something called an ACE score or adverse childhood experiences. And the higher your score, the more um, adverse childhood experiences you've experienced, the higher the risk of chronic disease. And that's because you have poor vagal tone. You're, you're, you put your body into a state of sympathetic dominance or you've pushed into that state of parasympathetic dominance where your body is shutting down, right? You're, you're depressed, you're hopeless, you, you um, have a strong feeling of shame. So definitely not, not a good issue and you, you really need to get help if that's the case. Head injuries are another big factor here. So if you've had a concussion or any sort of major head injury, that can absolutely affect your vagal tone. Poor breathing mechanics. When we breathe short, shallow breaths, we're telling our body, we're in a dangerous place, right? When we breathing short, shallow breaths tells you that you need to be on the lookout, right? It's a scary environment. We need to be able to run quickly and get out of this place, okay? So when we're relaxed, when we're breathing long, deep breaths, it tells the body we're in a safe spot. We can really be able to take these long, deep, relaxing breaths. So breathing practices play a big role with the quality of our vagal tone. Chronic infections. Chronic infections have killed more people throughout the history of mankind than anything else. And I'm talking about chronic systemic bacterial infections that get into the bloodstream, spread, spread wildly throughout the body, and end up in the brain and spinal cord and cause things like meningitis and stuff like that, or bacterial pneumonia in the lungs. So because infections have killed so many people throughout the history of mankind, we have developed a system to help protect us against that. And that's called chronic inflammation or inflammation in general. So our body will ramp up inflammation and will stimulate the alarm when it feels like there's an infection that's in the system. So if that infection's in the gut and maybe we have a leaky gut and it's passing into the bloodstream, 
it's going to cause a lot of issues. It's going to cause this heightened state of alarm, which is going to wear down our vagal tone. So we definitely want to address any sort of gut infections or other infections that we may be experiencing. Blood sugar imbalances. We need to keep our blood sugar stable. Super important when blood sugar drops, we get massive stress response and that obviously affects our vagal tone. And then also a high toxic load. So if we're uh, consuming a lot of toxins, plastics, heavy metals, um, different organophosphates and different things like that, that's all going to cause a stress response in the body and affect us. Now, how do we test vagal tone? Well, there's a number of different ways. There's a pupillary constriction test. This is where you shine a light into your eyes and doctors can do this and they, they will do it on people at times. The pupil should constrict for at least 10 seconds before then dilating. So when you shine a light in somebody's eyes, the pupil naturally constricts, okay? But over time, it's going to fatigue and then dilate. What happens is if we have poor vagal tone, it will constrict quickly and then boom, blow out and dilate in less than 10 seconds. Or if we're in, you know, if we are in parasympathetic dominance, so we don't want to be in sympathetic dominance or parasympathetic dominance. We want to have a good balance between the two. If we're in parasympathetic dominance, our system can't even respond to it. So it doesn't even constrict at all. So that's a very simple test to look at. You can also look at your heart rate to breath rate comparison. Normal heart rate is roughly 60 to 100 beats per minute. Normal breath rate is roughly 12 to 20 breaths per minute. It's roughly a five to one ratio. So if the ratio is more than five to one, meaning like your heart rate is 100 and your breath rate is uh, 12, okay, that, that would be a sign of poor vagal tone. You shouldn't have this very high heart rate compared to breath rate. Heart rate variability is another tool that is kind of the gold standard measurement of your parasympathetic tone. And there's different devices, like I wear an aura ring on my finger that tracks my sleep and also tracks um, my heart rate variability as well, particularly at night. So there's different devices, wearable devices that will track your heart rate variability, which is basically the, the variance between each heartbeat. And the more variance, believe it or not, most people think it should be a monotone, but that's not the case. The variance between beats shows adaptability. And that's a sign of positive or really good vagal tone. Another measurement is blood pressure. So your normal blood pressure should be roughly between 100 to 140 systolic. That's the top number. Over 70 to 90 diastolic or the bottom number. So that's basically where it should be. If you have blood pressure, you know, if you're at rest, you haven't, you're not exercising and you have blood pressure up above 140, um, or 90 at the bottom, that means poor vagal tone. And also, and that would mean more sympathetic dominance. If it's too low, under 100 at the top and under 70 at the bottom, that could be an indication of uh, parasympathetic dominance. So that's another one to look at. And then orthostatic hypotension. This is when you are, for example, sitting or laying down, you get your blood pressure taken. And then you go ahead and you stand up and you feel dizzy, okay? And, and if you were to get your blood pressure uh, tested, it doesn't rise quick enough, right? So the blood pressure should rise pretty quickly and that's what allows you to get blood flow into your brain. That's not the case. Then you're going to feel dizzy. So you can just do this simply by sitting or laying down. 
and then going up, going ahead and standing real quickly. And if you feel dizzy and like you've got to hold on to something, that's a sign of poor vagal tone. So those are all great things to be looking at, home tests that you could be doing. Now, we got to start by breathing well. And this is a great quote by Sheldon Saul, Saul Hendler. He's an MD, PhD, he wrote the book, The Oxygen Breakthrough. He says, breathing is the first place and not the last place one should investigate when any disordered energy presents itself. And I think that's very true. Every breath we take uh, is telling the nervous system something. And not only are we bringing in oxygen, but we're also teaching the body what kind of environment we're in. So when we take slow, deep breaths, we tell the body we're in a relaxed and calm state. When we are taking short, shallow breaths, we're telling the body, wow, we can't, we, we need to be moving quickly. We can't take long, deep breaths. We need to produce energy through glycolysis. We need to break down sugar for fuel rather than burning fat for fuel. We need to turn on the sympathetic nervous system rather than the parasympathetic nervous system. So we wanna teach the body as much as we can um, to be long, deep breathers. Now, when we're exercising, that's a good time for short, shallow breaths. We need to be good at getting into sympathetic dominance for, for a short period of time as well. And, you know, that helps our, our overall fitness and our resiliency. But we don't want to be there for an extended period of time. We also want to really focus on our mood and our mindset. I think gratitude is one of the best ways that we can reset our vagal tone is really spending a lot of time being grateful and having daily practices that help uh, encourage and lift up gratitude and help you practice it on a more daily basis. And you also, you know, if you've had adverse childhood uh, experiences, you may also need other therapies, right? There's, um, you know, EMDR and different uh, psychological tools that, that, you know, working with a professional can really help you with to help retrain your limbic system. And I fully support those things. And, and for many people that they've been life changing, but you know, one of the simplest things you can start with right now today is really a daily practice of increasing the amount of gratitude that you have, right? You can keep a daily journal of three things you're thankful for. You could tell someone in your life something you appreciate about them every day. Do your best to quiet down negative chatter. So I think that's very important. And then really focusing on good quality sleep. So I like my room cool, dark. I like it like 65 degrees, as dark as possible. I wear a sleep mask over my eyes to help block out any sort of ambient light that might get in. I avoid caffeine within eight hours of sleeping. Um, you don't want to eat within three hours of sleeping. Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of energy trying to digest your food and not rest and heal. You want to get sun exposure early in the day, particularly. So good sun exposure early in the day actually helps set off your circadian rhythm, helps you sleep better at night. You want to exercise regularly, just not too late at night, okay? Or else otherwise it will, it will increase your sympathetic nervous system. You won't be able to sleep well. You want to dim your lights at night, okay? You want to wind down after 9 p.m., avoid bright light, keep your lights very dim. Wind down and Every hour of sleep before midnight is equivalent to three hours of the regenerative capacity of sleep after midnight. So do your best to try to get to bed, you know, 10 o'clock or so. It's a really good time to be in bed and sleeping. So we're trying to prioritize sleep. Laughter is another great thing to help stimulate vagal tone. Laughter is not only an element of the parasympathetic nervous system, but also on top of that, it activates the palate. So laughter may be one of the best things you could be doing to stimulate that vagal tone. It stimulates endorphins. 
enhances creativity, boosts anti-aging hormones, dopamine, serotonin, um, endorphins, oxytocin gets boosted when we're laughing, which really helps us feel connected to different environments and just makes life more enjoyable. So definitely uh, be laughing, find ways to laugh. I think that's so important. And then there's a number of other strategies that you can use too. Anything that's really activating your palate, like singing, laughter, like I talked about, exercise, um, you know, another really good thing, gargling. So actually taking water and gargling the water activates the palate. So now the vagus nerve, we get more activity there because you're kind of creating this sort of stress. It's like exercising the vagus nerve. So it's really, really good. Singing, laughing, right? Again, those things all do that. Humming, chanting, you know, different things like that. Praying, praying out loud. Um, these are all ways of activating that vagus nerve. We talked about breathing, getting your body moving and exercising and doing things like, um, like stretching or yoga or Tai Chi, those types of intentional movement patterns are also very, very good for stimulating vagal nerve activity. Uh, meditation can be really good. Prayer, really, really good for stimulating that vagus nerve, increasing your vagal, vagal tone, cold exposure as well. So, um, which is one reason why a lot of times people will sleep better in a cool environment is that even though you have a blanket on, you know, you don't want to be too cold, but just the overall cooler environment that's kind of affected hitting your face can actually help. Also, for some people, they do really well, like taking a cold shower or putting even cold water on their face will stimulate the vagus nerve. So just like cold water that you splash on your face will help improve your vagal tone. So that's another strategy you can do. Now, anti-inflammatory diet that helps stabilize blood sugar. This should be a diet high in healthy proteins ideally from grass-fed, organic, uh, animal products, wild-caught fish, things like that. You want to get a lot of healthy fats, things like avocados, avocado oil, olives, olive oil, coconut oil, coconut butter, grass-fed butter. Um, you want to use a lot of vegetables, non-starchy vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus, um, garlic, onions, chives. Uh, lemons and limes and berries provide great antioxidants, a lot of good herbs, okay? So basil, oregano, thyme, rosemary, sage, ginger, turmeric, things like that, all really great parts of the diet. You want to stay away from grains. You want to stay away from, you know, fried, deep fried foods that are using um, really bad vegetable oils, corn oil, soybean oil, safflower oil, you know, get rid of all that stuff. You want to get rid of the, the commercialized animal products, the processed foods, get rid of all of that kind of stuff. And then practice some level of intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting can also help strengthen vagal tone. So you want to do at least 12 hours between your last meal and your first meal. We call that the simple fast. But then you can bump it up. You know, when you wake up in the morning, let's say you haven't eaten since 7 p.m., you wake up at, at 6 a.m. the next day. Um, drink a lot of water. Drink 16 to 32 ounces of water before you even think about food. And oftentimes you'll notice that that takes away hunger and allows you to go longer, maybe three or four hours before even needing a meal. And then it's easy to fast 14, maybe 16 hours um, since your dinner and you really don't feel hungry or have cravings. And so there's a lot of different strategies. I've done a lot of podcasts and videos on fasting, but applying some level of intermittent fasting, I think is really helpful for your diet. Uh, really helpful just for your overall body because it helps stabilize your blood sugar, 
helps improve your body's own self-healing mechanisms called autophagy, um, helps downregulate insulin, helps improve your vagal tone as well. And you also want to address your gut. And so intermittent fasting and healthy diet are actually both two great strategies to improve the gut microbiome and improve the overall diversity of the gut. And that plays a big role with the vagal tone because the vagus nerve travels from the brainstem down into the digestive system. So it travels into the intestines and it's constantly communicating messages back and forth between the brain and the digestive system and then the digestive system back up to the brain. So the afferent pathway with an A is sensory and the efferent pathway is motor. And so the motor portion is what's traveling from the brain down into the gut, but then the sensory portion is traveling from the gut back up to the brain. So there's this constant communication pattern and it plays a huge role with the level of inflammation in our body, our motility or our ability to uh, move our bowels, uh, different secretions of stomach acid, bile, pancreatic enzymes, our immune function in our gut, so it plays a huge role with all of that. And then depending on what's happening in the gut, that sensory information is going to play a big role with the brain and how we are handling stress, our anxiety levels, our mood, right? If we're a positive or negative mood and the overall behavior patterns that we have, are we more irritable, more reactive, right? Things like that. So very, very important that we keep the gut healthy and that helps keep the vagal nerve healthy. And also on top of that, if we have, you know, again, adverse childhood experiences or um, head trauma or something like that, that really affects that vagus nerve. It's also going to affect what's happening in our gut too. And it's going to make us make it a lot harder for our gut to heal and for us to improve our microbiome. So it all works together. It's holistic and we got to work on it, you know, all as like a sync, you know, just basically all in synchrony because we're holistic beings. Uh, definitely getting out and moving, just walking your bot walking on a regular basis, particularly grounding. Like you can see this person's got bare feet on grass, dirt, sand, really, really helps to improve vagal tone. So grounding your body gets free electrons from the earth, which it's almost like showering from the bad electromagnetic frequencies that we take in from our computers and cell phones. So it really helps to cleanse our electromagnetic field and then movement in general is great for our lymphatic system great for circulation, great for helping move toxins through the system. So very, very important stuff to be doing. And you can do more focused body movements, different stretches, for example. Um, a lot of the benefits of yoga, for example, have to do with deep breathing, which is helps improve vagal tone. But then also a lot of these different stretches, the upward dog, downward dog, a lot of these kind of poses help to stimulate vagal tone as well. And so they are very, very beneficial. So really focused body movements can help brain-body connection, help support and improve vagal tone. And then when it comes to supplements, my top supplement, my top mineral for, or, or you could say, you know, nutrient for vagal tone is magnesium. Magnesium, the vagus loves magnesium. So important. If you're magnesium deficient, you're going to have poor vagal tone. And so many people are magnesium deficient, 90% of our society. So definitely be looking to get more good quality magnesium into your system. It helps calm your nervous system, helps improve your cellular energy production, helps improve your blood pressure, your circulation, your blood sugar stability. 
um, your sleep quality, your bone density, the strength, the tensile strength and support and resiliency of your joints and ligaments. So very, very important. And then on top of that, I'm also a big fan of ashwagandha and different adaptogenic herbs, which really work to help stabilize blood sugar and help improve parasympathetic tone. Um, so they help kind of that balance between sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. My favorite that I use when I find people with poor vagal tone is our cortisol defense, which has ashwagandha. It has theanine, which is another compound that's really, really good for vagal tone. Um, it has magnolia officinalis, uh, which is another great compound, again, for vagal tone. So really, really good stuff there. And then also our brain calm magnesium. This is the magnesium L3 and 8, which crosses the blood-brain barrier and really impacts healthy vagal tone, helps reduce anxiety, helps improve sleep quality, helps improve your ability to deal with stress more effectively. Um, so those are the two products I would highly recommend if you know, you're concerned about your vagal tone, uh, definitely get on a good adaptogen product like our cortisol defense and get on a really good quality magnesium, particularly a magnesium L3 and 8 or something that can cross the blood brain barrier. It's going to have the biggest effect on your vagal tone. So hopefully you guys, you got a lot out of this training here. Be blessed and we'll see you on a future online training. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.